Good morning, everybody. It's Carlton Holden. Uh, On today's episode, as you can tell, uh, I'm going to be discussing something that um, many of us have, and that's pet peeves, things that annoy us as individuals. Um, I like to, and I would like to think that people see me as a positive uh, person, but on today's episode, uh, I will be discussing some things that are negative and that you know, things that bother me. Uh, if I had to be honest, these are things, 11 things that I find to be annoying uh, as a person. Um, in my books, for certainty, I have people with quirks uh, and people who do things that are annoying. You will see many of these different things uh, in my books, um, certainly. Uh, and I, I will... Uh, discuss these to an extent uh, as I go through my list, but 11 things that tend to annoy me. Number one, dirty hands and food. Uh, Have you ever had somebody offer you some food uh, and just you're not in a position to even begin to eat it? I know with me, I was raised, my grandmother was very strict about this. If you had anything you were about to eat. You had to go wash your hands, okay? So I find it to be, uh, it, it, it it can make you uncomfortable when somebody extends some food or and you're in no position really even to go and wash your hands. You know, let's say the water, water you're not even around any soap and water um, or they extend it to you as if, you're supposed to automatically take it with your bare hands. Or even worse, they touch it with their bare hands and offer it to you. Or they fix you a plate and they've touched your food. Uh, nasty. I just, I find that to be disgusting uh, and even offensive. Uh, number two, gossip. And uh, this is one uh, that you will find in certain of my stories. People are talking about somebody else. Uh, But again, this is a spice of the book, of course. But in real life, it's more distasteful when somebody comes to me and they're talking about another person. I've I've yet to really get good about it. Uh, Well, I'll take that back. I think I've gotten good at uh, reverting the the conversation uh, in a different direction. Uh, I I think I, I am good at just listening and just hearing what a person has to say and going with the flow without chiming in and feeding the flames or fueling the gossip. You know, I'm the type of person I feel that if I have an issue with somebody as a man, as a mature adult, the the brave thing to do is to go to that person versus telling a third party. I think that's an immature thing to do and uh, I see around me and I know at some point in my life I've given into that uh, that tendency to vent to other people about somebody else but I'm a firm believer that you know if I have a problem with somebody uh, I should as a mature man as a mature human being uh, I should talk to that person because uh You know, the reasoning is uh, not only are you giving just your side of the story, but you're making somebody else 
uh, look bad. You know, because a lot of times, and it's it's not that it's right, but a lot of times if you hear somebody talk about somebody else, you tend to believe it. You, you tend to believe that you, there's some truth to it. So um, gossip is a very, it's, it's a insidious, dangerous thing uh, to engage in because you tarnish somebody's rep- reputation and uh, we tend to believe it. We tend to believe that it has some truth to it, whether we, uh, you know, want to want to think that way or not, or whether whether we do have uh, a more noble way of looking at the matter. The truth is, I know in my situation, in my experience, if somebody comes to me with something bad about somebody else, uh, I tend to believe it. I tend to believe that it's some truth to it, and uh, I I doubt I would ever go to that person. But I'm going to see them in a different light. And so I'm going to be careful and have my guard up, um, even though I feel that the best course of action for me, if I hear something negative about somebody else, I have to see it for myself uh, to get the the true picture of that person. All right. So uh, number three, and this is a big one for me, somebody bossiness or pushiness. Uh, going back to my number one about food, somebody tries to force food on me. Uh, or a gift, or their beliefs, or their opinions. Uh, it reminds me of my character, Yafit, from Stand Up on a Leash. I've talked about Yafit a lot. He tends to come into my mind a lot when I'm doing my podcast and drawing a connection between my books and uh, whatever the podcast content is. But Yafit is the leader of the dogfighting ring uh, that he tries to pull, that he successfully pulls my main character, uh uh, wilder into uh, the comedian. And so uh, I know in the South where I live, and I've had this conversation uh, with um, a family member before, um, and the the belief in the South is, at least from what I've seen, and even in cultures outside of the United States, if somebody offers you something, the, the polite thing to do is to accept it. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, this is kind of a tangent here, but I believe that, listen, if I, if I, in all honesty, want to refuse something, I feel I have the right to do that. Whether it's food, a gift, or what have you, I feel I have the right to refuse, refuse it. But I've seen people get offended if I say no. Uh, I don't want the food. I don't want your gift. No offense, but I just don't like that particular food. I don't like that particular thing. Even my beliefs, it may uh, conflict with my beliefs uh, from a religious standpoint or what have you. So, uh, and people, uh, you know, it's sad to say, some people tend to take offense if, you know, you say no to some food or you say no to a gift. And I think even that is wrong. You know, uh, so that's one of my pet peeves, uh, trying to say that you have to accept uh, some food. You have to accept a gift or something that somebody offers you. Um, You know, at times in my life, I have, yes, given in, uh, you know, and gone along with that, that belief, that custom because of the the reasoning behind it, the tradition or what have you that you, you know, you want to avoid offending somebody. You want to make them feel good. But listen, uh, 
if you want the truth from me, I feel that that is, you know, uh, that in itself is a form of, you know, bossiness or pushiness, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. Uh, please keep your your food, your beliefs, your opinions to yourself. At least once I say no, that should be the end of it. Uh, case closed. We're done. Okay. Stop trying to push something on me that I refused once already. Uh, number four, this phrase, I'm serious. Um, and again, this is one of those things that I've, you know, I felt the peer pressure to uh, give in to uh, or change my behavior because of this. But I tend to laugh at somebody if they say something that's funny. I laugh. I, I will laugh. You know, I have laughed in the past. But then I hear I hear people say, I'm serious. Okay, I let me get this. Let me let me set this straight right now. Okay, I, I know you're serious. And I, I and I think that's part of part of why it's funny, because I do know you're serious. Okay, but I hate I, I really I feel hurt when people turn around and tell me when they they say something to me that's funny. Uh uh, and they say, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Almost taking offense. Again, no offense. Um, I, I, I understand you are serious, but what you just said is funny to me. You know, I remember somebody telling me one time they, you know, they knew somebody who they liked. He was a black guy. He liked white women. You know, I thought that was funny, you know, and the way that it was brought to me. Um, it. Yeah true uh they may have been serious but again uh i thought it was funny the way it was brought to me you know um you know the way it was expressed if i offended them you know yes it 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 i do feel sorry or or bad that i offended them but i do feel i have the right to laugh at something that sounds funny to me so Number four pet peeve of mine when somebody says to me the phrase, I'm serious. Okay. I I know you are. Uh, and again, this is one of those things that, you know, I've I've adjusted my behavior. Sometimes I just like to uh, keep a pat face, keep my emotions to myself because uh I I get tired of people telling me uh that they're serious about something that they've said. Number five, ignoring a greeting. I feel that listen, if I greet you. Um, no matter who you are, I don't care if you're uh, Joe Biden. If I greet you, I feel that I should get a greeting back. You know, I, unless it's something completely off about my appearance or appearance or the way I said it, I expect a greeting back. Uh, I think it's it's rude. It's it's condescending. It's nasty um, when somebody outright ignores uh, a greeting from any from somebody. I it's just. It's nasty. Um, and once you do that to a person like me, I I tend to give you the benefit of the doubt and I, I may put up with it and, 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 you know, try try again. But if you show a pattern that you have something against me for no obvious reason, um, and even when I sit and try to think about what could have happened and I come up with nothing that makes any sense to me, you know what? The next time, guess what? I will leave you alone and I will live my life uh, without um, <laughs> wasting my energy and my greetings 
um, my kindnesses towards you. Number six, and this is more so uh, towards women that I've met, but assuming that I want something from you because I greet and I'm cordial uh, with you. Uh, some people tend to think, uh, and I'm talking about women, they tend to think that, you know, because I you, you greet them or they treat you as if you want you want them. And again, sure, I, I've I've been kind or, or greeted somebody, an attractive woman before. I admit that. But um, is it is it so hard to uh, greet me back or just give me the benefit of the doubt? Do I look that desperate to you? Uh, truth be told, I enjoy my singleness. I enjoy my singleness. I meet you know many beautiful women all the, every day. I see beautiful women. All right. So just because I greet you or I'm cordial to you, it it's just just understand that that's my personality. Uh, I'm going to greet if I come into contact with you. I'm going to be nice. It of course yes. I may um, I may be motivated because you are beautiful or attractive, but I, I please understand that I can draw the line at just you being another another woman, another person. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I want to be with you or that you should just you know, snub me or, or just ignore me. You know, I, that's, I think that's, that's a nasty and, uh, assumption, uh, presuming thing or just assuming thing to do. Number seven, bait comments and questions. Some people are really good at, uh, instead of, and I'll say it, I, the best way I heard it said was the other day. I heard a woman say this on a YouTube video, I believe it was. And she said that, there are different ways to ask a question than asking a question. And I'll say that again. There are different ways of asking a question than asking a question. So in other words, some people will say something like, let's say they were talking to me. Um, I bet your wife is happy to be with you. I bet your wife is happy to be with you. Now, me, knowing that I'm single, well... I might say, well, well, they know that I might say, uh, you know, well, I'm not married. I'm single. OK, so they've they've they found out they've sucked me out just without asking the question and found out that I was single. I, why not just say, are you single or are you married? I, I maybe it's just my mind, my man brain talking here, but. I, I I feel that listen uh, for the I, you know for the most part I mean I can give them the benefit of the doubt I understand but it seems manipulative uh, when somebody asks you these bait comments when they make bait comments that are meant to be questions to suck out information uh, I, I believe in being direct I feel manipulated uh, and to be honest it feels as if somebody is really underestimating your intelligence when they make bait comments instead of being direct and asking what they want to know. Okay. Um, questions are the same way. Some questions that are meant to bait you into an argument. No time for that. Number eight, thoughtless or inflammatory comments. That goes along with number seven. 
Um, have you ever had somebody just say something in your presence, not even behind your back? Like number two, I was talking about gossip. Some people waste no time on gossip. They'll talk about you in front of your face. Okay. Uh, I don't think either one is necessarily better than the other. But uh, if I had to choose, I would say that gossip would be uh, a little bit better than just outright thoughtless or inflammatory comments to your face. You know, because that it can it can bring out some bad uh, responses, any person. And again, I use this a lot in my books, you know, to you know, bring out conflict because I'm a firm believer when I write, uh, I know that I have to create conflict. I have to make some trouble. And so I make trouble by having people say things that are thoughtless or inflammatory. Now it works again in fiction. That works. That works because people want to read about something that's less than ideal. Something, something is going to going on, right? As a writer that works for me, but as a human being, when people say things that are thoughtless or, uh, inflammatory that will bring up uh, anger in me or in other people. Uh, I, I just, those types of, those types of people are confusing to me. Uh, it, it, it's arrogant. It's, uh, it's just, it's, it's thoughtless. It's senseless. It's, uh, and I, I yeah, it's, 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 it's a senseless thing to do. Um, and it's actually uh, a stupid thing to do. Uh, if, you know, because, you never know how somebody's going to react. You know, you can be calm one moment. You can take anybody. You can take a child. Uh, if you say just the right thoughtless or inflammatory thing to a child, even a child can pipe up to a point where they would scare you. So you have to be careful with those types of thoughtless and inflammatory comments because you just never know uh, how somebody's going to respond. And that's one thing that I have a problem with one of another my number eight pet peeve number nine taking jokes personally all right now my book stand up on a leash uh my main character is a comedian so he makes jokes in private or in public for his career all right and i have found that i you know i have come out of my shell over time i still like to be reserved and quiet um, to, you know, give people time to themselves, away from me, away from my mouth all the time or my thoughts. Because everybody likes to, even if they're around you, they like to gather their thoughts or just meditate or just do whatever they want to do. So hearing your mouth all the time, you know, it can be old. But, um, you know, and also, well, Let's say this again. So if you're always cracking jokes or, uh, you know, that can be or just talking, period, that can become uh, drab and, and too much. But if you're trying to have fun sometimes and instead of being serious all the time, um, you know, and, and, you know, this goes to show that you can't please everybody. Because I remember, you know, somebody saying years ago that um, and I don't I I want to. Think that, I think that maybe it was kind of meant for me as well, but they just had a problem with people being serious all the time. And I, in, inside, I kind of took that uh, to heart to mean that I, that meant me. Uh, so, you know, when I become more joking or, you know, sarcastic, just not necessarily about them, but just about life or in general, um, 
or if it was about them, and then they turn around and 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 seem to get mad about it. Uh, wow, it's you know, did you and did you honestly or in all, in all honesty think that that was a jab at you? You know, that's just I, I'm different than that. I you know some people you know do again like I said in my number eight pet peeve about thoughtless comments. Uh, some people do that, but my personality, if you know me, uh, that's the opposite of my personality. Uh, I like to, um, you know, I just, if you're in a conversation with me, I may make a joke or be sarcastic, but it's, uh, all in fun. It's, you know, to make fun of life. Life can be funny if you look at it. And that's something that I've learned for com- from comedians and just from other people who are funny, uh, by nature, uh, in particular comedians and and I saw it even more so I think you know researching for stand up on a leash and writing that book and learning about comedians they take life they look at life and they make fun of it they find what's funny about it because if you look deep deeply enough life can be hilarious and so uh but it's it's sad when you have people who take jokes personally and they think that it's always directed towards them versus just making fun of life or or just having fun with them about their shortcomings uh, that they know, know are true and that, uh, you know, again, we can have fun. Number number 10, getting mad or tossing me, away, just throwing me away for one mistake I've made, right? And I've had this, I've seen this a lot. Some people, um, if you make one mistake, uh, you say something or you don't, you do something that they don't like. I'm, so, I'm talking about something minor even, in my opinion, you know? Um, if you correct, let's say you correct them, you give them some correct information, they get a fact wrong, right? And you correct them. The next time they see you, they may not, they may ignore you, right? I mean, in all seriousness, they ignore you because you've corrected them because they got a certain fact wrong or they, or they might've said a word wrong. You know, because of this, again, I've adjusted my behavior, like I've said before, not that I necessarily believe in doing this, but I've had to adjust my behavior because sometimes I would correct people on, you know, grammar or um, what have you. Right. Um, And sometimes people take that to heart and they 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 ignore you. They get mad about it. they, They get offended. So, again, I think that's wrong. You know, uh, you know, we have to love one another because you got to think about it. And I've had to think about this because uh, I've had to deal with some vindictive thoughts before, you know, where I wanted to get back at somebody and I just got tired of them. I just threw them away. Right. But we have to understand that we all we're all fallible. We all have things to work on. So why, you know, just throw somebody away uh, because they make some minor uh, because they correct you, you know, they do something with a good motive. Or even if they make an honest mistake, right? You know, who of us are perfect or, you know, and we know the answer to that, you know? And so it's really sad and that's a pet peeve of mine when somebody, you know, they give you the solid treatment or just act as if, you know, you're the scum of the earth for uh, one mistake or even saying something that was for their benefit and for the benefit of the truth and what's accurate versus going along with 
uh, a fallacy or, you know, a mistake. And the last one, guys. Um, and this goes along with really number 10, but getting mad for a perceived slight or and just giving you the silent treatment. Uh, so, yeah, this would explain more so what I was talking about on number 10. I've kind of I've really covered this one, but somebody again, if you correct them on something and they, they take offense, they see it as a slight, as a put down and they give you the silent treatment or they give you the silent treatment for anything. And, and then you're supposed to figure out what it is. Right. So, I mean, what kind of sense does that make? Again, I, I believe in directness. If you have a problem with me, come to me. You know, uh, stop getting me to guess because I'm going to tell you the natural reaction for me. If you want me to try to figure something out, if you're going to give me the silent treatment and again, and I feel as if I've done nothing wrong to you, or even if I sit and think about whatever it is and I judge on it and I feel that I would have done nothing different, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to live, live my life. That's what I'm going to do. I believe in that. You know, an old friend of mine told me that, and I never, never forgot that. I'll always remember this. You know, at some point, you have to live your life. Uh, at some point, you have to live your life, no matter what you're going through. If somebody hurts your feelings, if you break up with someone, if you divorce, or uh, what have you. Um, if we, you know, we have to live our lives. You know, we can't um, surround our lives with, you know, around somebody else. You know, it's our lives. So we can we can live it in misery and, and, and uh, you know, vindictiveness and grudges. Or we can live with positive energy and move on and forgive. Because knowing that we are just as fallible, if not more fallible and flawed than our fellow man. We all have things to work on. But again, those are 11 of my pet peeves. Um, hope you guys can relate to some of those. Uh, you know, some of them were, you know, I've never really heard addressed, but these are mine. I'm sure you guys have your own. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast and, and sharing guys, uh, purchasing my books. Um, you can catch me as always at writercarltonholton.com or on an Amazon nearest you around the world. A shout out to all 30 countries where I'm listened to and any new ones who come on and listen to me, writer Carlton Holden. Uh, guys, thank you so much for everything. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. As always, I'll keep you in my thoughts and my prayers. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye bye.